Hello and welcome back to Living Well, the podcast sponsored by Live Well Seniors, Senior Living Solutions. Um, each episode of this podcast, we talk about an aspect of care and of concern to seniors and uh, their families. And um, sponsored by Live Well Seniors and hosted by myself, Sean Leary. And as always, our guest is Rhonda Halterman, who is the Senior Resource Specialist and the founder and owner of Live Well. Rhonda, thank you so much again for being a guest on the podcast. Sure. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And today we're going to talk about something that people of all ages really um, should be interested in, and it's uh, personal wills, uh, wishes, and legal affairs. And of course, as people start to get up there in age, it's something that is a concern and something that uh, they should uh, pay attention to. And uh, today we're going to talk about, uh, do you know what your parents want in their will? Do you know what their wishes are? Not just for things that are in the will, but things that perhaps, you know, personal effects and things of that nature. Um, And so we're going to, you know, talk about... um, how these can be often difficult topics for people to consider, let alone discuss with their family. And as a child of an elder parent, it's important that appropriate legal documents have been drawn up to ensure personal and legal affairs are fulfilled in the time of need. So I guess the questions are, have your parents put their personal and legal affairs in order? And if not, what types of wills, directives, and legal documentation is best for your family's situation? And who can you contact to begin making arrangements? And how do you begin this conversation with your parents? So, Rhonda, let's start at the beginning. What do you think should be the first question, should be the first concern that people should have in regard to this topic? Well, I think you you pinpointed it perfectly. People should be talking about this at all ages. I mean, we think about wills and powers of attorney and wishes when we have young children at home. We should also be thinking about that when we don't have young children at home, when we have our parents that we need to take care of. So the first thing that you want to do is make sure that their wishes are carried out. So do they have a living will? Do they have a will? And um, what does that will say? And then powers of attorney for health care and financial are critically important. So those are the things that we need to be asking our parents. Now, explain for those people who kind of have a general idea of what we're talking about here, um, explain in a little more detail what exactly these documents entail. So, for example, a living will is going to be um, you know, something that our wishes for parent people, not just parents, but people in general, you know, their living will. What do they want? Do they want life-saving measures to keep them alive? Um, and so a living will is going to be a directive to your doctor um, that if there's an incurable or irreversible condition that you, that will lead to your death or permanent unconsciousness, it's going to be your desire to not have life prolonged. So that's important to, to make sure that you are have articulated with your health care provider. Um, and a power of attorney is going to be able to help execute that if you have a power of attorney in place for you. Now, what exactly is a health care power of attorney? So you're going to want to talk to an, either your own personal lawyer or an elder law attorney um, to be able to execute powers of attorney. Um, I don't know much about how people get these things um, online, but I'm sure that there's some you know, online ways to get that. Uh, you can look that up online. You can Google anything and get information. But I'm a fan of speaking to our advisors, whether it be an attorney or a financial advisor, someone who has 
has good advice on where do I get these um, documents ex- executed. Um, so a healthcare power of attorney is going to be you naming an agent that can speak on your behalf if you're not able to speak on your behalf. So, uh, for example, I had a step. Uh, father recently. We had a COVID crisis in our family. He is 73 years old. He has dementia. And um, he, you know, we needed to be able to have access to him when he went to the ER. You know, what's going on with him? How is he doing? Is he able to advocate for himself? So having a power of attorney is going to be critically important when you have situations like that where your loved one would go into the emergency room and if you're not a spouse and you you know you're not going to have automatic access to your loved one who's going to be able to represent you if you're not if you don't have capacity to represent yourself now of course um when everyone thinks of a will they think about um the property involved um whether it's a, a home or cars or um you know uh, savings accounts or, or what have you uh what exactly goes into the consideration and um you know, planning for a property power of attorney. So a property power of attorney is going to be an agent that you're going to want to be able to um, act on your behalf for your property, whether it be bank accounts. Let's say you have an aging parent that has dementia and maybe they're not paying their bills on time or they're not, you know, realizing that bills are late. You want to be able to have access to their accounts to see, you know, that they're not getting themselves in trouble by not making bill payments or tax payments or whatnot. So having a property power of attorney is going to help you handle your parents or your loved one's affairs, uh, financial affairs. Um, It can also help them manage their assets as well. So if they need to move money around to be able to pay for CARES or fund CARES, that agent can do that as a property power of attorney. Now, one of the uh, questions I'm sure everybody's asking is um, whether they have a lot of property or not very much property is, you know, why do I need a will? I mean, I'm not a millionaire or anything like that. I don't have to worry about, you know, like um, billions of dollars or a lavish mansion going to, to people. Um, people might be like, why, why do I need a will? So again, most people are thinking about wills when they have young children. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's really uh critical to make sure that we're thinking about these things because aging parents they need you know they want to maybe gift their kids um, monies or gift them items that are important to them and see them you know be able to cherish those items so having a will in place eliminates friction with family Um, you know death kind of brings out the ugly in people and so if someone passes away without a will what do we do with all of our parents stuff where does it go who gets it Mm -hmm. you know what child if you have multiple children or multiple marriages who gets what Um, so it just causes a lot of it can cause a lot of friction within families but then and also, then where does where do your things go? What if you don't have any children or you don't have an estate plan? Where does it go then? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the keys to successful planning in regard to once somebody makes a decision? You know, yeah, you know what? You're right. I, I really should look into this. I should have a will. Um, what are some uh, keys to successful planning that you would recommend? Firstly, having open and honest conversations about your wishes um, as a you know older adult with your family you know what is it that you want what what kind of legacy do you want to leave um, having conversations with advisors 
trusted attorneys or financial planners because they can help you figure out what you want to do with your assets or your things. Um, you know, if you want to have some charitable giving or something like that, or if you want to have a special needs trust set up for your loved ones. Um, those are some things. But just having discussions with your family. And then also, you have to have these documents reviewed every three to five years. You can't just make a will or make a, you know, because people pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people get divorced and things like that. So you want to make sure that they're updated every three to five years. So um, to sum up, what are the documents that you would recommend, um, particularly seniors, to have in their possession or to to have uh, planned out or to have uh, kind of in their their portfolio of things that they should should have in their to-do list? So it's it's going to be pretty simple for sure. The healthcare powers of attorney and the powers of attorney for financial, um, having somebody to help you with those things, having a living will so your wishes are carried out if anything should happen, um, having a last will and testament. Again, it's going to articulate what you want uh, to go and where you want it to go, and then maybe even having a living trust, either of a revocable or irrevocable trust. Um, again, that's a whole another conversation and another topic. But those are the five key uh, documents that people should be looking at putting together for themselves. Uh, Is there anything we haven't talked about that you think is important to mention um, that that people should be concerned about or, you know, things that people might be interested in? I think when people think about doing a will, uh, they think that it's just we're talking about death. But really it's about you know, what What kind of legacy do I want to leave with my loved ones? You know, how, how do we want to talk about these things where it's uh, not just speaking about death, but this is a planning purpose, and this is something that, that's really important for people to be able to talk about without just thinking about it in a negative fashion. You can have peace of mind that when you go, um, that your effects, your things, your legacy is going to be carried out by your loved ones, and it's also a stressor for your loved ones. You don't want to leave that to have your loved ones determine what your wishes are going to be when you pass and for your things and everything. A lot of great information. Rhonda, thank you so much for uh, being our guest today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you. That was Rhonda Halterman, who is the Senior Resource Specialist, founder and owner from LiveWell Seniors, Senior Living Solutions. Uh, to get more information on them, check out their website, www.livewell, L-I-V-W-E-L-L, seniors, S-E-N-I-O-R-S, dot com. Or you can give them a call, uh, 563-396-2777. Uh, thank you once again for listening to Living Well, sponsored by LiveWell Seniors. I'm Sean Leary, and tune in next week for our topic on what are the caregiving needs for my aging parents. So uh, it can be difficult for an aging person to admit, accept, or fully understand the loss of their own physical mobility and cognitive abilities, and we're going to talk a little bit about how to handle that transition. So please tune in next week for that as well. Thank you so much. Have a great day.